Uh, you're going to be very glad that you were here today, bottom line, okay? Uh, we, as you know, if you've been going here for any length of time at all, we are in our series Empowered. And Empowered is simply as this graphic illustrates the Holy Spirit coming down upon that he might go through you in order to do whatever he wants to do in that other person. That's what Empowered is about. I'm sorry, I'm going to... Yeah, it's totally falling off. I think it's going to be a problem. Uh, is that better? We'll, we'll hope that works. Okay, so that's what that is about. But I need to do something here. I'm going to take about oh, five, seven minutes, and I'm going to talk about last week because I need us to just sort of hear something and get on the same page and so on. How many people were here last week? Let me just get a sense. Okay, great. Uh, and I want you to know this is this what I'm about to say right now is going to be posted as a separate entry for anybody who would want to hear it. Okay? So it's going to be posted from about right now. Thank you, Brad. Okay, so here's what I want to say, and I just want to make this, this really clear. First of all, thank you for being who you are. The, the, the level of maturity in this place, even amongst people who haven't known the Lord very long, the level of maturity in this body is incredible, and it is such a blessing because you're able to get it right. And here's what I mean by that. Last week, there were some incredible words of God that came forth. There were, I know the backstories of many of the people who got prophesied to. I know the timing of it. I know a lot of details about what was happening last week that, that not everybody would know. And I know how much the Lord was speaking to certain people last week. And that was phenomenal and God and to be praised and thanked and embraced. Okay, those things that are God, we want to hold on to. And so that was just phenomenal. And I love that. But I want to tell you something else that's really cool and phenomenal too. And that was, everybody understands, not everything that happened there was necessarily God. Not that Herb was trying to do anything different than God. In, in his, you know, he's doing everything he can to get it right. But do we all understand something about ourselves? Which is anytime you're doing anything for the Lord, you add something to it. We all do. God says about our works, there is filthy rags to me. And what he means by that is, is I'm trying to do a certain thing, and then people just add our stuff to it too. And, and that just happens all the time. Do we get that? And can we have grace for that? Can we all understand that this is what it is to be discerning? And this is the biggest thing that I want to say, and this is where I really want to commend you. I want to commend you for being mature and being able to, in my opinion, I've heard lots of different comments, properly discern. A lot of the issues that people brought up were issues that I had also. I don't know if I'll be talking to Herb about it or not. He's calling me and we've just been dis disconnecting and so on. So we may talk about it. We may not. I don't know. That's between the Lord and him and me and whatever, right? But the bottom line is I just want to really commend this family for doing something. And that's this. And th This is the most important thing I'll ever say about all of this stuff across the board. Thank you for never laying down your discernment. There is a thing in Christianity, there's a, there's a way of doing Christianity that says you need to lay down your discernment and just go with the flow. That is not biblical. That is not biblical. To the contrary, you, I could go through a very long theological practice on it and so on about meat sacrifice to idols and, and consciences and how we're not supposed to offend and so on. But here's the bottom line. The Lord has given you discernment. The Holy Spirit is talking to you. And when you see something that you kind of go, well, I don't know about that, it's okay. You know what I mean? Do, be a good Berean type Christian, which is the ones that 
that were commended by God because they took the things that happened, they went home, they looked at the scriptures, they studied, they understood what of this is actually the Lord and what isn't. Because here's the point. As human beings, we tend to be one or the other. If there was a problem, then we throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? If it, was, if it was good, then we tend to say, I oh, don't worry about those other problems. God doesn't ask us to do either one of those. What he asks us to do is be discerning, to learn. Here's the cool thing about life. Here's the cool thing about good, strong, mature Christians. They learn from everything, <laughs> right? Something incredible happens, something marvelous, something that's really important to another person happens. We can rejoice and learn from it. Something happens that's a little more problematic. We might have some issues with it. We can learn from that just as much, can't we? Let me, let me show you something, how biblical this is. Do you see this little thing up here in power? Read down at the bottom here where it says, a Holy Spirit mashup of Luke and 1 Corinthians. I've explained to you before what that is, but it's been a while, so let me just explain to you why I say it that way. Luke is the example that God gives us in the scripture of Jesus doing it perfectly. You want to know how to move in the things of God in fullness, raise up disciples, be a disciple, raise up disciples, do the things of God, do the miraculous, do all these kinds of things. Look at Jesus, look at Luke. Become an expert in how Jesus did it in Luke and do the same. Right? That's, that's, what Luke, that's why we're going through Luke the way we are. But 1 Corinthians is also in the Bible. Thank God. And here's why it's in the Bible. Because at the very beginning, look at how Paul talks about these guys. He says, look, I always thank my God for you. Is he thankful for him? <laughs> right? I always thank my God for you. And for the gracious gifts he has given you. Now that you belong to Christ Jesus, through him God has enriched your church in every way. Is he commending them here or not? Is he saying good, <laughs> good stuff is happening, God stuff is happening? Right? All right? With all your eloquent words and, your, and all of your knowledge, and I used NLT here, but it's clear that he's talking about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, this kind of thing, okay? And, and more than just that, but that too. This confirms that what I told you about Christ is true. <laughs> These things that are happening confirm that God is real and that he's moving, right? But now look, now you have every spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the return of our Lord Jesus. So you see that? That is, a, that is an excellent commendation, isn't it? Now, do you understand what he does for the rest of the book? He corrects the way that they're moving in these gifts because they're adding something to it. And he's saying, look, discern. <laughs> understand, some of the stuff that you're doing, pretty fleshly, pretty worldly, right? Not good. Get rid of it. Get the bathwater out, right? But boy, oh boy, there's a baby of God in there. And so grab a hold of that. I want, to tell you, I want to tell you why we did what we did last week. We have been talking about Empowered for two years. I wanted you to see something. And when I did that, I had very much in my mind um, Christ for the Nations International. How many know CF&I? Okay, that's awesome that so many know them. That's a, it's a smaller, 1,500 kids, so it's not small, but 1,500 kids doing a two-year Bible track down in Dallas, Texas. And I, it's one of my favorite places. I absolutely love it. And here's the primary reason. We have several Christ for the Nations graduate, which, by the way, I take to be an honor because it's hard for Christ for the Nations graduate to be in a church. And here's why. They do the coolest thing. Two years you're there, you are required to go to chapel. You have to go Monday through Friday, noon, 
And you get, how many absences do you get in a year? It's like two or three. I mean, you do not get out of it. You have to be there. And then what they do is they invite in for usually a week at a time, they invite in the biggest names you've ever heard of in Christianity. I mean, Benny Hinn's and Jack Hayford's and, and every, Billy Graham's and everybody that you could imagine they invite in. And other people that are also excellent, but you don't know. And here's what happens over two years. Being exposed to this camp and how they do things and why they do them. And then this camp and how they do things and why they do them. And this camp and what they do and how they do it. And then this camp and then this camp. And you get a full 360 degrees of what's out there in Christianity and what a Christ the Nations graduate comes out of there with. The Bible learning I know is awesome and everything else, but what they come out of, the number one thing they come out with is discernment. I'm telling you, a Christ for the Nations graduate becomes absolutely excellent at being able to look at something and say, here, the Spirit of the Lord is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to discern between spirit and soul, bone and marrow, right? Very, very close distinctions. And what CF&I graduates can do is they can tell you, well, here's God here, and then here's that person here. And they can get the good stuff that God is trying to bring, and they can also learn and work on and be a part of helping us all to get past some of the worldly, some of the fleshly, some of the other stuff that happens too, okay? Because the truth about Christianity, the truth about us, as we go out and start ministering, as God is taking us from a college level where we have been watching and seeing to now we're going out to a master's level where we're starting to do, here's what I can promise you. If you think there was some things that were wrong in what he did, wait till you try and do it. <laughs> okay? You're just going to make mistakes. You don't mean to. You're trying not to. You really think that you're not. But over time, God will teach you. If you will just stay bent on your knee, if you'll just stay humble in your heart, if you'll just let the Lord show you and lead you and bring you through. This is what we were trying to accomplish last week. I wanted to expose you to something that is out there, and I knew in bringing him in that there would be some wonderful words to people that would make a real difference in their lives, and there were. And that there, were also, there would also be some things that were also learnable, and importantly so. So here's the deal. It's not me that gets to make up what's right and what's wrong. It's the community of Christ together, humbly submitted, praying, working through, understanding. What is God and what is not? And we get better and better when we let stone sharpen stone and iron sharpen iron. Okay? So does everybody know why we did it? And everybody understand what we did and all that kind of stuff? Are we good? Now I'm telling you, the reason why we're posting this as its own, it's part of the sermon, but it'll be its own little thing is, is that a lot of people are gone today. Right? We, women's retreat and all that. And if, if, you, if you're talking to somebody and they have a thought or something like that, please feel free. There'll be a little... It'll be, it won't be the most current one, but it'll be one behind that. And there'll be a little, what is it, what has it been? I guess 10 minutes, sorry. But there'll be a little 10-minute section that you can send them. And then, here's the deal. That's not the end of the conversation. That was meant to be the beginning of a conversation. The beginning of a dialogue. The beginning of a process. So if you have something more to say, if you have more th to work through, call me. Work through it. I've talked with a whole lot of people. And you know what? Good stuff has happened. That's what we were trying to do. Get us to a place to where we're engaging this stuff so that we start growing in it. Does that sound good? Does that sound right and reasonable and how a church ought to act? Because that's how we're acting. Okay? So with that in mind, I'm going to ask Philip Britton, whose wife...